welcome. I am Dr. Samaria M. Colbert. I am the founder of Kingdom Creative Counseling. I'm a licensed therapist. I'm a published author. I'm an entrepreneur. And I give you faith-based principles to bring about lasting change. Today, we are going to talk about a topic that I actually love to talk about. <laughs> As a therapist, if there is one topic that we talk about over and over and over again, that can affect your emotional, your mental, your spiritual, your physical health. That is the issue of boundaries, of healthy boundaries. Now, before we get started, I want to recommend you or give you some resources. These are not books that I have written, but when I say I have referenced the, the particular one of them, uh, and I'm gonna give you another one that's really good, over and over and over again. I bought at least five copies of this book and that is Healthy Boundaries. I've given books like this to my clients. I have... Um, I have um, done whole sessions on them. There's a workbook. It's called Boundaries by Dr. Henry Cloud and Dr. John Towson. Now they are Christian uh, psychologists, okay? And so they break down from a Christian perspective why oftentimes Christians do not have a hard time at some places setting boundaries um, and give you some practical advice. They have, when I say mastered the topic, I give my clients information, please buy this book, download it. And I have never had a client say that they had not been blessed by this book, never. This is my own copy. See all this? Hold on, y'all. If I'm gonna post this to my podcast, I know my podcasters can't see it, but you will see highlights and notes and stickers because I have had to take my own information, my own advice. Tremendous. So again, for those who are, uh, who are listening to this via my podcast, um, when to say yes, how to say no, to take control of your life. Can I just tell you something? They implied within this book, and I also believe it, is that setting boundaries is really an issue of, your, of a spiritual issue. It is, it, 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 it's a spiritual issue as well as just a regular issue. Um, if you don't set boundaries, your spiritual life is also affected. Okay, so really great book. Another one, I haven't finished quite reading it, but it's actually really good. But I have to recommend, this is a therapist. She's not a, necessarily a faith-based therapist, but it's really good. It's called Emotional Blackmail by Dr. Susan Ford. This came out in the 90s. It's really good. And it says, when people in your life use fear, obligation, guilt, and manipulation to uh, basically get you to do what they want you to do. And the reason why I recommend this book is because if, uh, from my experience, okay, from my experience, one of the reasons why people don't set boundaries, Christian or not, is because of fear, obligation, guilt, and manipulation. You have manipulative people in your life. And when you try to set a boundary, you know, you know, anyway, buy that book. Okay. And these are my two therapists I love. All right. So Again, why is this important? Let me just pray. Holy Spirit, thank you for today. Thank you for those who are here. Let us hear from you, God. Let us hear from you in Jesus' name, amen. Again, let's re re reiterate, why is this important? Again, your emotional health, your spiritual health, your physical body. You can go to a hospital, have chest pain, not being able to sleep, think you're having a heart attack and you're not. You know what? It's stress. You can go to the hospital. Again, I'm not a medical doctor. I'm a PhD. You can you can actually have high blood pressure because you are such under such stress, okay? So it can affect your physical health. And uh, all of these, your spiritual, your ability to hear God, your, your, your ability to have a vision and go forth in that vision is dependent upon your ability to set effective boundaries. Remember this principle, everything on earth and even in heaven has a purpose, has a system and has a boundary. When Jesus was on earth, he had boundaries, okay? And if Jesus had boundaries, so do we. When we are clear about our purpose, in order for us to actualize that, what purpose? You're gonna have to understand boundaries, okay? You're gonna have to understand systems and boundaries, okay? And not only understand them, because understanding is one thing, implementation is another, okay? And sometimes you, you forfeit certain things in your life because you don't set clear boundaries, okay? Everyone should not have access to you. Okay, all right, y'all ready? I, I love this, listen. <laughs> so what are boundaries? Boundaries are limits. Uh, I tell my clients all the time, we all have capacity. And there's some things that just beyond your capacity. Some people like, listen, 
you you got to call somebody and I not me and I'm a therapist I had people that I had to say listen I can't be your therapist okay so the limits their expectations their standards their values their responsibilities of what is acceptable or unacceptable behavior in words actions or deeds okay words actions or deeds okay and I said in our last teaching on respect is that or disrespect is that when you set your boundaries to someone and they minimize, oh, you, you so spiritual and they don't respect them, uh, they don't respect them or adhere to them, it is a form of disrespect. Everything has a boundary. Now, I tell my clients this as well. When you go to the beach, no matter what beach it is, you know, let's say you go to, I don't know, Myrtle Beach. When you go to that sand or you go to the beach, right, you will see the water comes but so far and it goes back out. Comes but so far. Goes back out. Now we have high tide, low tide, and all those kinds of things, but the water still comes so far and it goes back out. When the sea decides, I don't want to respect the boundary, then what we have is chaos and floods. When God spoke the earth into existence, he spoke it through the avenue of boundaries. So if God has boundaries with us, he spoke the world with boundaries in us. Why don't we have, why do we have a hard time setting boundaries? I'm trying not to get ahead of myself. <laughs> Listen, in order to have a high quality of life, you have to just set boundaries. So we're going to talk about boundaries from a professional standpoint, a personal standpoint, a familiar, like the people that are in your space, your family, your friends, even your uh, your spouse, how you you, you got to have boundaries. It just is. And remember, this is one thing I said, well, boundaries this is not a wall. Okay, it just means a boundary. <laughs> okay, it's not the same as a wall. Um, walls, no one gets in, good, bad, or in between. Okay, and walls are based upon fear, past hurts, avoidance, um, uh, you know, things of that nature, uh, re- uh, uh, fear of rejection. So, so sometimes you can have people, someone that's technically uh, broken or needs to be healed. And they will isolate themselves or say, I don't deal with people. And they're not technically setting a boundary. They're setting up walls. And so we're not telling you to set up walls all in the name of spirituality. You know, so you do have to deal with your, your pain from your past, but a wall and a boundary is not the same thing. A boundary is the proximity by which someone gets close to you. Now, uh, think of it like a house and you with a fence around it. There's some people that, you know, based upon their behavior, based upon their integrity, based upon their character, uh, they, they really can't even drive on your street, right? You know, if you see my house, just drive past. Pretend like you don't know me. There's some people you let uh, at the fence. Don't, don't come no further than that fence. It's a big old side that says, beware of dog. <laughs> even if you ain't got a dog, they know they'll mold up in here, okay? There's some people that you can come at the door. That's a boundary. Why? Because of their behavior. They're, you don't want them in your house. They can come to the door, Okay? <laughs> I had a neighbor one time, y'all. True story. He he didn't move. I had to lay him out. <laughs> I had to lay him out. Now, I, now I'm not. Let me let me let me be clear. That I'm not that chick. I'm not the chick that's you know that's quick quick tip uh, quick tempered and you better blah, blah, blah. so uh, what had happened was, <laughs> and I can say this now boldly because like I said, the man doesn't live next to me no more. Uh, he we were cool like you know what i'm saying i have a neighbor you speak hey how you doing bless you keep it moving one day uh he just out of the clear blue starts asking me really personal questions now he's an older guy when i say older i mean he looks like he's probably older than my parents so he may be you know i don't know he's like older than my parents okay i don't want to tell you a story but since we all go with it he's probably older than my parents so he's probably up there and so uh, i don't really think of him in those terms okay so, I mean, I have lived here for a little over, not even a couple months. So this is the neighbor who, who is like the neighborhood, uh, you know, the gossip, he knows everybody, they know, he sits there and watches everybody. So, you know, a little something about me. So he, by observation, right? So he, he, um, one day small talk, hey neighbor, how you doing? I'm on my way to church. You know, you know, you speak to people and you're on your way. So... <laughs> So what had happened was so I'm on my way to church and I'm halfway kind of, you know, so now you, you know, how you're on your way and you kind of halfway not even thinking. 
So I'm away getting in my car. I said, hey, how you doing? They saw small talk. Hey, how you doing? Da, 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 da. They start asking me all these personal questions. You got any kids? You got a husband? You know, mind your man is, he looked like he's 80. So <laughs> I, there's no shade. So I don't, you know, I don't think that, you know, the grandpa is that, not of that age is trying to, you know, trying to come for me. So, oh yeah, now mind you got a whole wife now, a whole wife at that time. I don't know, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, and I was like, oh no, you know, thinking, you know, grandpa who's 80, I'm thinking, ain't, you know, ain't no thing. I'm like, no, uh, you know, I'm fine. I'm asking personal questions, which I don't answer personal questions. If you're, if you are married, there's no reason for you to be asking me, am I single? Or do I have children? How old? There's no reason, particularly if you have the opposite sex. There's no reason for you to be asking me that. But mind you, my mind is not necessarily thinking. So I don't, I'm, I'm on way. So I don't really, it just didn't cross my mind. And I said, no, 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 you know, and I said, oh, we'll see you later on the way. Before I get my, finish getting in my car, he said, oh yeah, I'm gonna come see you. I'm gonna come see you. I'm coming to your house. I said, no, you're not. You're not coming. To, I mean, I went, I had went, went in on her, right? But I made it very clear, you are not to step foot in my house or on my door because now you're inappropriate. You already asked me personal questions, which I really should have not have answered, but wasn't thinking. You already are married. And now you're asking me, now you're telling me, not asking me, can, not saying, can I come? You're going to come to my house. Excuse you? You you got me twisted for somebody else, hunty. So I, I checked them real quick. Okay? Okay. Literally, I don't know if it was a week later, two weeks later, I've already told this man, don't come to my house. You're not already disrespected because you because you tried it. You disrespected your wife, period. Now, I, I don't, I don't, period, okay? He, he comes to my door and starts doing something around my house after I told him not to come to my house. He starts doing something. I don't know if he was cutting the shrubberies or taking, he took a saw, y'all, and was cutting my bushes, like the bushes in front of the house. And I felt like that was so, he, when I say he butchered them, he, it wasn't like he fixed them. I don't know if it was a kind gesture. I don't know what he was, it was trying to help me out. I'm, I'm well-bodied and able, you know what I'm saying? I, 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 I can do this. I'm in my office, I'm here, and I'm thinking my neighbor, one of my other neighbors who has since moved as well, I'm thinking he's like, you know, cutting his grass. And I'm hearing this sound, this buzzing sound. So I didn't think anything of it. Then all of a sudden I was like, I heard from my other, I'm like, wait a minute. Then I hear it get closer to my window. And I was like, is there somebody in my, like near my house? The man is outside with a chainsaw cut my, now somebody, some of y'all may be like, that ain't that bad scenario. He, I already told you, you can't come to my house. You already asked me a bunch of personal questions. Um, I don't know what his intentions were, but based upon my previous experience with him, that was a major violation of boundaries. I don't care if he was trying to help me. I've already told you based upon your inappropriateness, you can't come to my house. And I made it very clear. So I was heated because then at, to add injury to insult, I'm telling y'all this story. It's, I'm, I'm making it, I'm making it plain here about boundaries. To add injury to insult, I go outside and this man, when I say butchered, I mean, it this huge eyesore. It looks a hot mess. He done took the shrubberies and they not even even. It looks like a big old eyesore like in front of my house on both sides. He done took a chainsaw. I mean, I don't know if he was trying to retaliate when I tell y'all I was livid and when I don't really get angry. I really, really don't. Uh, it takes me a while and you really got to do something really crazy crazy you know what I'm saying like I check you in a minute in a respectful way so what had happened was when I went outside and I seen this monstrosity of a foolery that was my bushes I heard God said just go in the house Mary just go in the house just go in the house I was livid because now there's an eyesore and I mean bushes uneven looking like a hot mess 
never asked me, never knocked on my door to say, hey, hey, I know that we had a bad experience previously. Do you mind? I don't know if it was a kind gesture. I don't know what he was trying to retaliate because I called him on his bluff. I don't know, nothing like that. But you'd have messed around and butchered my book. Now, let me tell y'all. <laughs> so he, I leave out my house. He, he, he just is oblivious to anything, does not say anything. Then say, I'm sorry. I leave, I come back. He's trying to walk back, back to my house, y'all. After I told this man. So now you, you, you ready for it. He pulls up the holy, the, the world said again, scenario, shut up. Those say, I walked in the house. I was like, God. And I was like, I gotta say something. But if, if I say it right now, I promise you, I ain't gonna be, it ain't gonna be Christian like all kinds. It ain't gonna be. So I waited a couple of days. It was so hard because every time I drove out the grocery, to go to the grocery store, come back, whatever, whatever, I seen this eyesore in my in front of my house, a, a huge eyesore, which is so inappropriate after I told him the first time. So I laid him out, <laughs> but I was calm about it. And I wasn't disrespectful. I was like, first of all, I've already told you, you were not to come to my house. I was like, neighbors have fences and invisible fences. You do not show up at somebody else's house, period, and do that. I said, I don't know you. I said, I don't, I don't walk up on your door. I don't come to your house. I don't do these things. Show me that same respect. So when I said I laid him out, I made him sure under no uncertain terms was he ever to do that again, period. And what I found out being a, a really nice person and just a genuine person Sometimes you really do have to just really be stern. This is non-negotiable. You do not show up, particularly after you had a whole wife and I'm, you know, you old enough to be my grandfather. You know, mind you, I'm, I'm in my forties. So that'll tell you something, but you know, you know what I'm saying? And then you, what? You have to set boundaries. And sometimes it just, it just so happens that people, they, someone else's boundaries. And if you just come across as too nice and passive, oh, I don't know. And please don't do that again. They think it's negotiable. I don't know why I told you this story, but I did. So after I had, when I say I laid them out, like I laid them out, but I ain't like cussing out. <laughs> I just made them very stern. Don't you ever in your in your life do that again? And then my bushes eventually grew back. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. But it was a little, it was a little situation. Okay. But I had to, you know, say every time Joe passed, I'm like, I know this, I know this dude ain't come anyway. But there's other instances you do have to set boundaries, and when sometimes the reason why it is because again, when you are generally a good person or a kind person to the wrong person, they take that as naivety, they take that as uh, you could be taken advantage of, or you're not about that, and then you have to check them in a nice way, a nice but stern, but don't you ever way not pass today. I don't know who you think you are. I don't know what kind of person you've dealt with past experience, but oh, it's a woman of God over here. And I will check you about your, about your inappropriate behavior. And don't you try it ever again. What y'all think? I'm telling, so uh, let me say, okay, I'll tell you a little more. Cause like I said, you don't know him. He know he ain't on social media. Well, uh, he ended up meeting with a, so I had other people that kind of knew him. He never admits that he's wrong. That's another reason why you have to set boundaries. Some people just don't deal with. He doesn't admit he's wrong. He tells a mutual person that we know she has a bad attitude and that she has a bad spirit. And I don't, I just, I don't feel comfortable coming around her. I'm glad you don't. Never said that he was inappropriate, that he's a married man, that he, that he was in essence trying to flirt with me, ask me personal questions, and to, then volunteering not to come by my house or front my door, excuse me, come in my house. Never say any of that. Just I have, you know, well, you could think I have a bad spirit, but you better not come across these lines here. <laughs> all right, so I told you that story, but then I have stories, hunting. All right, so again, balance is a professional, personal for family and even your neighbors. Remember, good neighbors have respect boundaries. Good neighbors respect boundaries, okay? Uh, without boundaries, chaos is ensued or people will assume you have to set them. You know, so those, these passive people that kind of don't assume, don't assume, don't assume anything. Without boundaries, your health is impacted. This is why people go to the hospital with chest pains. 
uh, because they don't set boundaries or they go to they'll, they'll, the signs of stress are not being able to sleep, difficulty concentrating, aches and pains, chest pains, numbness. It almost feels like you're having a heart attack, but you're under too much stress. Uh, um, um, headaches, migraines. Um, sometimes when I get stressed, I just feel like something is sitting on my chest and I just can't hardly breathe. Okay. So let's talk about why people don't set boundaries. And one of the reasons why people don't set boundaries is for fear, just for fear of confrontation. Remember, you don't have to, when you're set boundaries, it doesn't always have to be confrontational. Okay. Now I gave an example of, I had to be that chick because the person just was just totally off base and would not, would not respect what I said in the stern but real way. You can't, you know what I'm saying? But you have to, for just fear, fear of rejection, fear of other people's feelings or fear of confrontation. Um, there's a different types of communication, uh, which I won't talk about today, but there's passive communication where you don't say anything. You just like whatever fly and you kind of hold, you know, you, you, anything, anybody can treat you any old kind of way. You're a Christian doormat. You don't say anything for fear and people literally take advantage of you over and over and over again. That is passivity or passive aggressive behavior. You don't technically want to say anything. So we got to go around the way. You don't want to confront Samaria or talk to Samaria. So you go to Jane Doe and who, he heard Samaria, I don't understand. Instead of saying, hey, Samaria, can we talk? Then there's aggressive. Aggressive people have anger management issues. Bible says be angry and sin not. But aggressive people are always fighting somebody about something. They're always offended about something. They quit you know, they're quick temper, you, you know, a lot of people on social media, the things that we read on, they not read, the things that we see on like TikTok, well, I'm ready, I'm getting ready, all that kind of stuff, that, that is an aggressive person, you don't have to fight everyone about everything, you have to pick and choose your battles, however, uh, being passive is not going to get you there, being aggressive kind of takes, it puts you at odds with people, you don't necessarily want to be aggressive, but you do want to be assertive, when you're assertive, you speak up for yourself in a way that's meaningful, that is stern, that, that is non-negotiable, um, but you say what needs to be said and you're assertive. Now, sometimes when you're assertive, people will, who are not used to you being assertive or who are not used to assertive people will assume that you're being aggressive or that you're being some kind of way, but you're really not. It's nothing wrong with asserting yourself. You have to, you have to assert yourself. Okay. The hero syndrome, you know, uh, you know, and I, I have been delivered, delivered. Tah, okay. The hero <laughs> The hero syndrome is that when you are the you are the go-to person, you are the one who produces, you are the one that that is on a game. And what happens is when you are the hero, you you it's like you are the rescuer for people. And you have to get delivered from that because sometimes people gotta figure it out on their own. Sometimes people will never walk in their purpose, they're called their destiny. They'll never just be grown adults because they're always used to the hero coming and fixing them. You know how Samaria became successful, you know how Samaria became. Uh, 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 just a go-getter or someone who just is driven by something because I had to. Like I always knew if I wanted something, I had to work for. But there are people who just have this entitlement entitlement mentality, and someone's always rescuing them. And the reason why they don't ever become successful is because they never put in work. But the hero is always saving them. So sometimes the best thing that you can do for somebody is stop helping them, stop and en stop enabling them to stay stuck, so they can figure out life on their own. Okay. Uh, caretaker or codependency. There's another book that you may want to pick up called Codependent No More if you find yourself in that role. Um, manipulation or boundaries. Again, I talked to you, I gave you that uh, resource for that book. Um, manipulation. You're easy to manipulate. Someone could put on the alligator tears, you know, you know, but you don't love me anymore. You say you love me. You know, they just get all carrying, carrying on and and, and being Oscar winners and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Getting alligator tears and you just go along with it. You know, uh, guilt or shame. Sometimes it's cultural. You know, in our family, we do this and we have to do that. And you all, you know, <laughs> I don't have time to talk to you about family system theory, but sometimes there's a role that you will put in the family and that's the role that you're expecting. So you're supposed to be the counselor. You're supposed to be the go-to person. You're supposed to be the person that does everything for everybody. And it's culture it has nothing to do with that's what you're supposed to do, Okay. 
so family expectations, obligations, and again, that book we said, emotional blackmail, sometimes religious obligations. So, and I'm not saying that the Bible is very clear about boundaries. It, it, it is very clear. It does not kind of enable unhealthy boundaries by any means. But what happens if you're raised in a, in a Christian or religious home, they will use your Christian faith as a way to manipulate you. Oh, you supposed, you're supposed to be a Christian. Me being a Christian does not mean I can't tell you no. Me being a Christian does not mean I got to put up with your behavior. Me being a Christian does not mean that I can be abused because I'm a good Christian. Listen, y'all learn this stuff. That's why I'm talking so passionately. If you listen, but they'll say, you're supposed to be a Christian. You're supposed to be family and the law say you forgive. Boundaries, this is why I had to tell somebody. And I don't care if the person does not like it. I said, boundaries and bitterness are not the same thing. Just because I said a boundaries does not mean I'm bitter. Because I don't want to deal with you and disrespect does not mean that I'm bitter. It means I'm setting a boundary. And the person was like, oh, but you're supposed to be a Christian. I sure am a Christian. So you got to be careful when someone wants to use your, your personal faith values and how you see God and then try to use that as a means to manipulate you as a religious obligation because they don't read their Bibles. Oh, girl over here reads mine. So you can't use the you're supposed to be a Christian. Well, tell me where in the Bible. I said to be Christian, you right. You absolutely are supposed to be a Christian. And this is my Bible right here right here so our bibles read the same way different translation this is new living translation king james version new king james version however you want to take it it's there find me in the bible because remember i'm a bible reader so if you, if you come for me i'm gonna send you home tell me in the bible that it tells me tell me where your behavior i gotta put up with I got to put up with abuse. And I'm going to tell you if, you, if you come for me with the word, I'm going to come back with, at you because I know it. I read it every day. It doesn't justify that at all. It doesn't say you forgive someone and then reconcile back with them. It doesn't say that. There's some people you forget. As a matter of fact, matter of fact, let's go Old Testament. Y'all ready for Old Testament? Y'all ready for Old Testament? Okay, let's go. Abraham had a, had a, had a, I call him a spiritual son. He was really his nephew lot. And they had a, they had a, even though it was still his nephew, they had more of the dynamic of a father, father, a father to son relationship. If you look at it, cause, cause, cause Lot's father had already passed away. So Abraham, believe it or not, you read it on your own time and his wife, Abraham was more of a father figure. That's why when Abraham left, he took his, his, his uh, nephew lot with him. But they always had strife going on against them. Lot was always getting in trouble. At some point, Abraham comes to rescue him. Abraham says, and I quote, there is too much strife among us. You go your way and I go my way. That's Old Testament. So people will, you, you see what I'm saying? And it wasn't, Abraham didn't go on the list. Let me tell you all the things you've done to me. I don't understand. Oh my God. You know, he said, it's just too much strife. You go, then there's another scripture, New Testament. It's better to live in peace. But again, y'all, you will find this even with clients that you see for those listeners being my podcast. Uh oh, hold on, y'all. Wait a minute. There we go. There we go. There we go. I get my lighting again. Okay. But you will find people will do this. Oh, well, I'm, I'm supposed to be a Christian. So, you know, I'm, I'm supposed to be a giver. So you you giving all, all your resources to someone who refuses to work. Well, I'm supposed to be a Christian. Supposed to forgive. Yes, it does sound supposed to forgive. I forgave you a lot, but I forgave you before you asked. I'm not going out and hang out with you. You can't come to my door. Don't step foot in my, in my front door, period. Doesn't tell you can't confront people. <laughs> doesn't tell you don't, don't tell, it doesn't say none of that. Doesn't say none of that. So anyway, you bless me, anyway you come, I'm going to come back because at the end of the day, I read my Bible. And you have to call a spirit a spirit because, or a spade a spade. And I'm not talking about going ticket for tackle people. I'm just telling you how it came from the person. Don't even, you know, they don't even, they don't even try because they know I'm, I'm not the one. But I'm telling you that for the, the context, because I know a lot of people who are, who listen to my, uh, to my, whatever this is, YouTube or whatever podcast are Christians. And I see this in, in my clients. Now, all the clients I see at my, at my private practice are, are, good, are not Christian, okay? Um, but they feel obligated you know, you're supposed to, obey. the Bible says obey your parents as the Lord, show them honor. That's, that's, that's for, it does not tell you that sometimes how you show honor may not look the same way for other people. 
particularly when they are very abusive. You see what I'm saying? So sometimes that boundary has to be, hey, uh, like, let me give an example of, I'm not giving example of personal, of, of anyone's personal information, okay? I've had clients that maybe are married, right? But they have a family member that they're not married to that's very manipulative. You have to set boundaries within your relationship and your marriage or whatever your relationship is. We're gonna talk about that in a minute. You can't allow anyone and everyone to come in and out of your personal space. That's a boundary, okay? So if you got married and your cousin who is, you know, married five times wants to talk to you about your spouse, then you need to set a boundary. Since we're not talking about my spouse today. Oh, brother, we not. I don't care if you don't like my wife, we're not talking about my wife. That's a boundary, okay? So they use, also another reason people don't set boundaries, they use that, that principles of forgiveness for a form of manipulation. Remember, forgiveness and reconciliation does not uh, go hand in hand. Hopefully y'all can't hear that. My, someone else is doing some type of work and hopefully you don't hear the buzz. I'll try, to, I'll try to, if I can hear it when I do the playback, I'll try to take it out. Um, someone else, okay, so you know what I'm saying? So that's a boundary. Or they use forgiveness as a mean to a boundary. You can forgive someone with all your heart. The forgiveness does not mean you sit down and have a conversation. You choose to forgive, but you also have to choose who you let in your space after that. You don't have to let someone in your space, particularly because this is what I tell my clients too. You're changing and you're evolving, but it doesn't mean the people that have made a, a, a offended or keep doing the same thing over and over again, it doesn't mean that they've changed and evolved. You are evolving. And sometimes that's how your healing happens. It doesn't happen in front of other people. You are evolving and changing, but don't expect because you evolve and change other people. They're stuck in that same behavior because that same behavior works for you, for them. What happens once you set boundaries, they, they no longer can manipulate you. They'll find this. They will find other people. They will find other people. It just won't be you. Okay. So toxic relationships. Um, and then sometimes people don't set boundaries because of low self-esteem or low self-confidence. You generally don't feel good about yourself. So you just take whatever someone gives you. Another thing is that because we generally want to be in relationships. So let's say, for example, you just meet someone and you start seeing little things of brokenness in that person, but you generally just want to be in a relationship. So you put up with certain things or you ignore certain red flags because you want to be in a relationship. And, it, and it's hard to set, you set a boundary because of what, what you desire. But sometimes when you, when you see it for what it is, you got to call it and you got to call the spade a spade and move on and know that God has better for you. All right. So um, I'll, I'll give you another example from my life um, is that I remember really praying because I would experience certain things. And I said, God, why do these people keep treating me this way? I mean, years and years, and these people keep treating me this way. And it's like, they, they expect me to come. I mean, I'm, they, I, they expect me to be baby Jesus to come and fix it and come and, and ch change it and don't have no regard for me and my feelings. I don't, I don't understand. Um, and he says to Mary, because you've always been a very responsible person. You have always been a very responsible person. So what that means is this, when you're someone who, when I, I my integrity is if I say, I'm going to say, I'm a, if I say, I'm going to do something, I won't do something. If I say I'm going to show up at here, I'm going to show up at here. If, I, if you need me to show up at nine o'clock, showing up at nine o'clock to me is late. I'll show up 10 minutes or 15 minutes early. I've always been very responsible. Sometimes when you're the one who is dependable, they're responsible. You know, every time you call these people, you, you're Johnny on the spot because that's how, that's what you do. That's who you are. People who are unable or lazy, or they just are used to you being the responsible one, feel the need to, they just are dependent upon you. Okay, so how do you set boundaries? How to set boundaries? We're gonna talk about different types of boundaries. Okay, you don't wait until you meet someone. Let's say for example, you met someone, another friend, or something like that, or someone that you want to date. You don't wait to till you meet someone to realize what your boundaries are. Your boundaries are gonna be unique to you, your individual likes, dislikes, what you've, you know, your past, your past history, uh, what you've gone through. You know, I said in my last teaching, like I don't like when people like don't make fun of me to my face. Don't call me out my name. Hey girl, you so stupid. Don't make fun of me because it comes from my past. Again, I'm healed from, but I still don't, I'm, I'm not, I'm not okay with it. Is that 
when I was growing up, I was always like the nerdy kid that no one liked. Like no one, I, mean, I was just a nerd. I was still beautiful. I was still not kind. I'm amazing. I've been more confident in myself, but I was like the nerdy kid that people would make fun of um, because I had these really, you know, 80s and 90s, really huge Coke bottle glasses. At one point they broke the whole, the whole shebang, the tape on the side. I was the girl who stood in her, who literally would sit in her room by herself and study and read for hours. And so because I was always different, I was always teased. And I, I used to think, oh my God, what's wrong with me? Am I ugly? You know, you know why are people teasing me? I wasn't, none of those things. I was just different from 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 my peers and that works for me now I still in the same way I'm the more confident version of myself but I say all that to say my boundaries are like I can laugh and joke with you about different things but I'm not going to make fun of you like don't make fun of me you see what I'm saying I just don't like it um so they are predetermined and they're non-negotiable you have to determine what your non-negotiables are okay what are your non-negotiables how you should be treated okay um, what are your absolute deal breakers? I think if someone is disrespectful to you in any way, and after you explain to them, hey, that's not okay, and they could come back at you like, well, you're just being sensitive, it's not that bad, you got to take that into consideration. If they don't honor your feelings, that's something to think to take, think about, okay? Uh, remember, boundaries is a form of respect, okay? Boundaries is a form of respect. Hold on, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting so passionate. <laughs> okay. Um, so also you want to set boundaries based upon um you set boundaries based upon your times from the past where you had you learned from certain experiences. Okay, even painful experiences. Um I, as a therapist, um, have experienced burnout. I have experienced uh, compassion fatigue. I have experienced being the caretaker role. I have experienced uh, being uh, uh, trying to take care of grown people who refuse to take care of them. I've experienced all that. So that's a, that's a boundary for me. It's not that I'm not, I'm naturally a giver. So it's not necessarily that I'm not going to ever give or things of that nature. But for me, I have to know, I know what my, how my body feels when like your body will tell you when it's, when it's overstressed out. I know the type of character people that I want in my life, but I also recognize like the type of boundaries that I have to set with people, even with my clients. Okay. I'm not available 24, seven, seven days a week. I'm not, I'm not at your beck and call. You understand you, you know, you, 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 it's just, it's just one of those things because you have to take care of yourself. You have to, when you set a healthy boundary, you give yourself almost like strength for the journey. But if you don't uh, uh, um, set healthy boundaries, it's almost like you shorten your life. And so I remember, um, I remember I was on Facebook and I don't remember like what this story was, but um, there was, uh, I can't remember, there was a, a, a some a video basically of this of a funeral and how there was some African nation of a funeral and the deceased obviously was there and there was a casket and all the kinds of and there was this man who was just standing over the casket like y'all did this he was he was he was telling the people y'all did this you did this you didn't look like you did what it was was the person who passed away was so used to being a caretaker and everything to all people they put themselves in an early grave let me tell you something I know it sounds crazy and I'm not trying to be mean you cannot set boundaries with people and not have a good work-life balance that it'll put you in an early grave and then people will show up at your funeral talking about he was a nice person she was such a sweet person she would always call whenever you needed something they'll 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 sit at your at your funeral and talk about how wonderful and dependable you are not realize they put you in a grave early what they should do is be arrested for involuntary manslaughter you understand what i'm saying because they put you in that grave early so you gotta have enough sense of yourself enough sense of yourself to be like nah i'm y'all not put me in this grave early i'm gonna live my best life till i turn 100 if that's what i want to do but y'all not gonna y'all not gonna drive me crazy because you're crazy this is another reason why i go therapy by the way <laughs> i said before some of us go to go to therapy to deal with people who refuse to go to therapy i mean refuse licensed mental health therapist by the way just saying all right so uh, identify what your boundaries are. We're going to talk about different areas. I'm going to talk about professional boundaries, personal boundaries, social media boundaries. Again, and they're going to be dependent upon you and your personal experience. Professional boundaries for me, 
I'm a business owner. I have office hours. I used to be the type of person, this kind of text me over as well. I'd be answering emails and phone calls two and three o'clock in the morning, you know, because I'm, 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 I was building my practice and I'm trying to make sure I get all these clients. I don't do that no more. I had a business line and, and I could still look at my information. Mm, I won't do that no more. This is my policy. This is how you, this is how you schedule your sessions or not schedule your sessions. I'm not available 22 and three. Uh-uh. But, I, but I did now I did. You have stated policies of engagement. Um, again, for my private practice, we have an intake packet. So you have to sign it. And I will not, one of my policies is if you do not fill out your intake packet within 24 hours prior to your appointment, I will not see you. Now, if it's a crisis intervention, obviously I'm very well trained to deal with crisis and suicidal things and stuff like that. But if you don't fill out your intake packet 24 hours prior to your appointment, I will not see you. I will automatically cancel your appointment. Now, when you go to my website for my therapy, this is a good, you go to my website, Samaria Cobra, not Samaria Cobra, well, you can go there too, but kingdomcreativecounselor.com. Let me tell you how this it goes. And there's a big old video from YouTube that tells you how to schedule your appointment. There is a bunch of pictures, three steps. How do you schedule your appointment? There is, once you go to schedule your appointment, there's a big old line that says, your intake packet must be completed 24 hours prior. Tell you what, if you call my phone, the office phone, okay? Not my phone, but office phone. It'll tell you that your intake packet must be completed 24 hours. Listen, you go on the website, right? You go to schedule and it tells you, and it, you know how, you know, you know what? How many, at least once a week, I got to, I'm canceling people's appointments. Can you tell me about my, and I'm sorry. I'm not doing that. Cause now I'm telling you five and six times. You see what I'm saying? That's a professional boundary. I'm not telling wrong people five and six times that you have to feel like, why is that important scenario? Because uh, we, we have to verify your insurance. There's a new law out that said it's called the no surprise act or something like that. We have to verify all kinds of things before you even see it. I know I got to know your real name, your real address. What if you're suicidal and I don't know you, Jane Doe, and you want to phone me? How can I intervene if I don't even know who you are? I had someone, I'm not disclosing the person's information because they're not a client of mine, didn't like my intake packet. This is too evasive. It's the same intake packet that you get when you go to the dentist, you go to your primary care physician, the same intake packet. You don't get a chance to call a provider as a healthcare provider to tell them their intake packet is too evasive. It's the same intake packet that you get from your dentist. Did you tell your dentist it was too? Don't worry about it. Okay. I just sent the person intake packet. We emailed it to you, by the way. Too evasive. I would like to talk to you about the intake packet. No, you don't get to, you don't tell another provider, a healthcare provider, that you don't like their intake packet. I can't, I'm not gonna go into my system when I have hundreds of clients and change my intake packet to fit your needs. You need to find a different provider. That's a healthy professional boundary. I'm so sorry that you feel this way. Here, you can contact the number on the back of your insurance card to find a, therapy, find a healthcare provider that, that meets your needs a little bit more effectively. But you see that, to me, I think that was kind of prideful. Like you would call another provider that had the same intake packet. You didn't go to your primary care physician, your dentist, whomever else. And now you don't want to fill, and the stuff is like your name, your address, your, your billing information, it's not too evasive. We have to do consent for treatment. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, stuff like that, HIPAA and confidentiality laws. This person wasn't my client technically, right? So you, you, you okay, thank you so much. Have a wonderful day. Um, <laughs> and one of the therapists told me, she said, you have to be really careful as a provider, my, my, my uh, therapist who will watch this via my podcast. You gotta be really careful. Every client is not your client. Every person you see is not supposed to be the person that you are, are, are is going to be your client. And you want to use a red, it's a red flag if from jump, someone is not respecting a state of boundary. Like you see what I'm saying? Like, I think that I would never go to my dentist or my primary care or my other therapist and say, hey, by the way, I don't like your intake packet. And you do know we're healthcare providers and we have to follow certain laws and regulations, right? But you don't know that? Nah, bro, you tried. Anyway, moving right along. <laughs> that's a professional boundary though so again take a vacation how do you rest how do you eat healthy um there's another book by dr cloud called boundaries for leaders i keep saying i will read the book i haven't read the book yet <laughs> i just be buying stuff right and i don't be having time <laughs> but it's called boundaries for leaders if you're a leadership position i may do a live like that i keep saying i was gonna do it but i haven't done it that's specific for leaders you have to you have to you have to set boundaries let me tell you 
when you are in a leadership position, it's a little bit different because people don't expect you to be human. They really don't. They don't expect you to have proclivity. They don't think that the pandemic has hit you or your friends. I mean, they just, they want, they're looking for a savior in you and you're not, you're not Jesus. You're just not, you, you know what I'm saying? You, you, you may be good at what you do, but you're not Jesus. And it's, 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 you have to, you have to know what your boundaries are and get rid of and be delivered from baby Jesus syndrome. If you don't do it, it can't get done. Okay. Um, and adheres to our code of ethics. Okay. So for a therapist, we have a code of ethics uh, that we have to adhere to. And so that adherence uh, is a professional boundary. So if a client comes to me and they're asking me certain things, I'm sorry, I can't do that. Um, that is a violation of my profession. I'm, I'm not going to do that. Uh, and then in your professional boundaries, what you will and will not do. Okay. Uh, I've, and I'll give you my therapist, another example. Um, I don't make, I don't make judgment calls on someone's uh, disability. Now, if you choose to do that, that's on you. I don't, I don't fill out FMLA paperwork because I don't assess for your work capacity. That's not, that's our assessments are not for that. That's more for like a, I think a vocational person or a rehabilitation type of therapist. I'm a mental health therapist. So I don't know how long you're going to be disabled. I technically don't know uh, what, what work you can do, what you can't do, because I'm not trained to do that. I put that in my intake packet. I also put in my intake packet that I don't make judgment calls based upon um, custody issues. Why is that? Because when I first started my practice, um, people saw that I work with children and I've had, I had clients come in saying, hey, you know, my baby daddy is not a good parent and we need your help. Uh-uh, that ain't, no, 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 I don't know your child. I don't know your baby daddy. <laughs> like, I don't know. My husband is, we get a divorce and I need, I'm, I'm in custody. That's, that's a, maybe another therapist. That's not me. I do not, I do not make uh, judgment calls on, on, on foster care issues, placement issues. Um, and I'm not going to say another, another I'm not, I, I don't assess your, your, you, your parenting skills or your ex-husband or your husband's parenting skills. So I'm not going to be involved in that because to me, that's, to me, that's, it could be a form of manipulation. If you're going to go register, have your child see a therapist. And the only point you really want them to see a therapist about is not the process to break up, but so the therapist can justify that your ex-husband who I have never met is an unfit parent. Like you see what I'm saying? These are professional boundaries. Uh, if you are a therapist and you are, uh, you don't agree, um, that is perfectly fine. You're free not to, uh, uh, to have your own boundary. These are the boundaries. I said that's my, my code of ethics, my um, experience, uh, my licensure, that's in good standing and, um, and people's behavior. I'm, I'm, I'm a therapist who offers you treatment. I'm not here to, uh, to help you to file for disability, custody issues, uh, lawsuits. That ain't me. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. So how long we been? Okay. Well, I gotta keep going. This is, this may be a long, I may be, I may have to two part this one. Okay. <laughs> I may have to two part this one. Cause it's, it's kind of long. Um, but okay. We'll keep going. Personal boundaries. Who are the people that hold space in your life? Everyone cannot have access to you. There's some people based upon character. Mm -mm, you can't do it. Okay. Again, not taking responsibility for grown people. Okay. How should you be addressed or spoken to? For me, I, uh, all of my, most of my career, I had been Samaria. Uh, only within the last few years, I became Dr. Samaria. Okay. I, I, I operate under a master's degree, licensed therapist. I've been in the field for about 16 years now. So uh, I've heard of people in my, in my genre who are PhD doctors and they, they are offended. They're offended if you don't, um, if you don't address it by doctor, I am personally not offended because all of my life, I've just been Samaria. Now I understand the logic behind that, but the point I make with all that is that everyone is different based upon what their own unique values are. It's not offensive to me. Okay. Because there are clients I was seeing before I became Dr. Samaria that there I'm, I'm just, Hey, I'm Samaria and I'm your therapist, but I also, I, I get the respect issue. Okay. So that, if that's important to you, then you need to, you know, say that and that should have been the professional boundaries but we gonna put it in the personal as well okay so how did you address uh, me i always address people mr mrs so-and-so that kind of thing uh for personal issues for me like sometimes that people like you like you just you gotta listen uh you need to see a therapist i'm i'm not your therapist okay uh <laughs> personal boundaries on social media for me personally like if you look at my social medias um, I mainly post about my business, books, training, the stuff that I have going on. 
I've shared a lot of information with you today that may be a little bit more personable. And the only boundary I have with that is in context, because I, I, I think that it gives you more uh, depth to it if you share certain experiences that you have had. However, however, um, I'm not putting my whole life on social media. If I'm dating someone, you won't ever see you know, he bought me flat. Look at that. You know, you, you may know I'm with somebody, but you won't necessarily my, you know, posting all kinds of stuff and all my, you probably won't even know until I'm like married or something like that, that I'm even married. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not putting my whole life on social media. Um, but again, that's a boundary that I have. Now these are bloggers. They put their whole life and their kids and their husband and their spouses and all that kind of stuff. It, it makes good for, for good watching hours, but it's just not something that I would ever choose to do. Um, I'm not friends with my clients, okay, who I allow in my home. Now, y'all got on Kiki for saying what she said about not allowing people home, but that's a boundary. Like, as a single person, I don't feel comfortable. I don't, as a single person, I don't let everybody in my house. Like, I, I just, why? <laughs> you know, that's okay. One person's boundary, another person's boundary. Remember, everything is okay as long as it's a boundary for you, okay? Um, another boundary for me is I don't give away, I do not give, I don't loan money out. That's a personal boundary. I'm not taking care of grown people. A part of me not taking grown, take care of grown people anymore is I'm not paying grown people bills and I'm not lending you money. Okay. And that's had happened. I had somebody ask me for, to pay a bill. No, if you just went balling out shopping two days ago, you don't you don't call me asking me to pay your bill because you just was balling. You know, well, take the money back, take take that stuff back that you bought. But people will try that, girl. People will try it. <laughs> okay, their internal boundaries, stress, stress management. You got to know how your how your body responds to stress. Again, I said this is for everyone should not have access to you. So ask yourself this question: What are your boundaries what are your boundaries in relationships what are your boundaries in professional relationships what are your boundaries in in the, your leading position that you do what are your boundaries within your practice remember um you'll become more successful when you set boundaries so many years ago and i shared this before um the lord spoke to me and he said you're gonna have to set standards on how people will interact with their time um and I didn't really understand. I said, okay, Lord, I didn't really understand that because I was always told that you have to be in demand. You have to be in demand before you can set um, let's set some standards here. You, you got to be in demand first, basically. I can't think of name people. So what do they people say, y'all? <laughs> uh, you have to be in demand before you make demands in some, in some ways. And so that's kind of what I was always taught. And so when God spoke to me, I said, okay. So at that time, I just started my business, but my business is growing. <clears throat> my practice is growing. And um, not only is my practice growing, people are reaching out to me for different things, speaking engagements, um, different things that are outside of just being a therapist. You know, they know where I, I've written a boatload of books. Um, I do do speaking engagements, things of that nature. So different things I had going on. So it wasn't always therapy related. So anybody who called me, I was like the yes person. Sure, yes, 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 yes. Now mind you, I'm not, I'm not known. I don't have a, a huge name attached to myself. And usually after the Lord spoke to me, I was like, okay, God, within the week's time, I had multiple business people that said they were entrepreneurs, Christian entrepreneurs, uh, want to consult with me for different things. Okay. Um, and I said, okay, sure. Now mind you, at that time, I did consultations. They're not paid consultations. So they're basically free. There's not really a set time for them. And, you know, you want to meet with me about something. Sure, I will meet. Okay. Within a week's time, I had like literally maybe five people just didn't show up. And out of the five, four of them were Christian-based business owners. Now, mind you, I'm building my clientele. These are, uh, for my practice, these are paid clients, okay? They, they, they pay their insurance, whether, whether they pay or their insurance pays, I'm paying. So when I book a free consultation call, I have to um, not see a paid client so I can see someone 
for a business call or business consultation that really had nothing to do with therapy. They didn't show up. One person just didn't show up and then apologized later. Oh, I'm so sorry. Okay. I didn't schedule my therapy client that I could have paid that, that was going to pay me honestly to see with you. One other person didn't show up, didn't call. Oh, I was sick but you sick, but you posting on social media. So you can't be that sick. Another person, right? Did the same thing. This person is being so ignorant. That person, they're posting business tips on Facebook. At the same time, you didn't book the consultation. I don't, I don't book, I haven't booked paying clients to deal with people like that, to deal with free consultations. And then I remember what God said. He said, wait a minute, Samaria. So you have to set standards and set some perimeters is what the Lord said over how people interact with your time. I'm not known. So I changed my policy on how people interact with me. And it was only a healthy boundary because I'm growing my business. I, I can't, I'm, I'm at the time, I don't even have a, a consulting business. You see what I'm saying? So a lot of the consulting stuff that I've, that I've really launched came from the backstory. And I realized something, a lot of times people don't respect, they just don't respect. I would never in all of my life ever not show up for another bit of business later. But a lot of times, People aren't really who they say that they are. So they say I'm a business or I'm an entrepreneur, but you do stuff that indicates you probably just change your title on social media, but that's not really who you are. The person at that time, like literally called me a few days later, said, hey, can we talk? I didn't answer the phone because I, I didn't know who the person was. I thought it was somebody playing on my phone. Can we talk? I had another person. I didn't say, I didn't say the person's phone because they were you know I didn't say the person's name or anything like that on my phone because I don't know them but I was always taught in business right and as a professional like we're gonna call people and I don't know you so I'm not gonna address Dr. Jane Doe or Dr. Who 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 have you whatever hey are you free not set an appointment hey my name is Dr. Samaria I'm with Kingdom Creative Council just following up in regards to our, our setup meeting I do apologize again that's that's how I do business Hey, I didn't, I thought somebody was playing on my phone, so I didn't answer it. Like I thought it was maybe a client or something like that playing on my little phone. I don't know how they got my phone, but, but I can answer the phone. Cause they didn't, they, you know what I'm saying? So I, I did a whole live on like how to handle yourself in business. But the point I make with all that is that I, in some ways I agree. Like you, in some ways you can't be all grand and grandiose and expecting all these type of, 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 of I don't know, um, uh, perks if you're not in demand. However, you don't wait until you get in demand to start setting boundaries and perimeters about how people interact with your time. You don't wait till then. You set it at the beginning. My, what am I? I don't do consultation calls anymore because I don't have time. I don't have time. Everything you want to know about me is either at one of those websites. I'm, I don't pre-consult with people about their speaking engagements. That's not, that's, you got to go to my website. Look at some of the things that I've already talked about, some of the books that I've already written and decide whether or not I'm with you or whether or not I'm the person that you want to book. I'm not for that. It's not a good use of my time. I don't do free consultation calls. Okay, I do have a consultation business. I don't, I'm not trying to win clients over. So I don't do the 15 minutes. Some therapists do, and that's fine. Go to find a therapist that will do your little 15 minutes. I don't have the time for it. When I say I don't have time, I'm not being like, I don't have time. Like, I'm just, I literally <laughs> am true when I say this. I'm not trying to convince people of who I am. And it's not the practice that I have because I, it's just, it just hasn't worked for me. Okay. You can go to my website. You can look at kingdomcreativecounseling.com. You can look at what I've accomplished. You can look what I've done. You can look at my YouTube videos and then you can make a decision. My experience has been even doing consultation calls, my therapist who will listen to this via my podcast. Sometimes what happens once you're really, really, really busy, you have a full caseload, you just are not going to have the same time to try to win people over for my 15 minute consultation call when they can get the same information at the website. And sometimes people want to turn that into a therapy session and it's not, it's just not a good use of my time. Not struggling for clients, by the way. My consultation business, 
I don't do 15 minute freeze. Not a good use of my time. Okay. But everyone's different. That's my boundary that works clearly fine for me. Okay. So remember when we set boundaries, they're non-negotiable. This is how you engage in me. This is how you talk with me. This is how I will interact with you. And it's non-negotiable. And if they're like, this is the policy. Well, one, that's what works for you works for you. I'm not new to this. I'm true to this. So I know what I'm doing. And if, and if that works for you, that's fine. But don't bring that over here as if I'm doing something wrong because I know what I'm doing. See what I'm saying? And so setting healthy boundaries for me helps me to be able to produce. It helps me to be able to stick to a schedule. It helps me not to go into burnout or compassion fatigue or these things that, that I have experienced in the past when I didn't set boundaries. You know, there's certain friends, listen, I understand that, that I'm a therapist and you probably assume that because I'm a therapist that certain things were okay, but I, I'm, I can't do that. Because I can't see clients 14, 10 to 14 hours a day and then I turn around and see you as my friend. Like that ain't, that ain't gonna work for me. I don't see clients. I don't see my, I, my clients are not my friends. Okay, all right. So I'm gonna two-part this. This is part one. Um, and I have more. We're gonna talk about social media. We're gonna talk about um, how to set boundaries through communication. And then I think we're almost about done from there. But I'm stopping right here because I'm gonna. I think we. I think we may be a little further along. Um, next one's not gonna be as long. We're almost about done. But boundaries are so very important. Okay. Before I go to part two, if you want to know a little bit more about me, you can go to www.drsamariacobra.com. You can visit my counseling website uh, for those who are, again, Christian therapists. I am a real for real licensed therapist. I'm not a certified person. I'm not, I didn't get a certificate in six weeks. I got a master's degree in the clinical hours. Okay. So for real licensed therapist, <laughs> um, but you can check that out. Um, also for ther- my, my podcasters who listen to this and you're a therapist, if you want to get some ideas or some some insight you can also go to my website it's a simple website but it still gives you some really great information www.kingdomcreativecounseling.com if you want to know a little bit more about my training consulting business www.trainingchristianleaders.com okay we'll be back for part two bye